Hello everybody. A big thank you for joining us at the Undercurrents. A long break and a long time since the two of us have really sat behind a mic, Ashu. How are you feeling? Made it feels good. It feels good. I'm a little conscious to be very honest, but certainly good to go. A very warm welcome to everyone joining us. We're so happy about this next season and hope you all enjoy the episodes as much as we enjoy bringing them to you. Season 1 covered six inspiring journeys across sports, music and entertainment. This season 2, KNA are committed to really covering the underlying current across the lives of many more individuals Absolutely. living their dream. Yeah. Through our revealing candid chats, we really look forward to sharing some valuable insights and life lessons. I must admit, the feedback and support we've received Ashu, oh my god. Made without a doubt the support and appreciation over the last few months really feel special to me. We're certainly pumped for this edition and look forward to presenting some really inspiring personalities and their life stories. And to kick to that life story, Ashu, I am so happy to kick this episode off with someone really special, a young talented singer who certainly blown away audiences not just in India but even overseas, man. And and her unique voice and singing abilities, wow! I'm really excited. A singer, performer, songwriter, Malika is someone who has given her craft. Everything she possibly could, Ashu. Malika Mehta, or should I rather say, the Adele of Mumbai. <laughs> Welcome to our show. We both love your music and really look forward to this chat. Hi guys, thank you so much for such a lovely introduction. Thank you, thank you for joining in, Malika. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you've been singing for over the last ten years. Uh, and that's that's where I would like to start today off. How did music enter your life? How were you really introduced to the art of singing? I have been into music since I was like four or five years old, actually, wow. and um, I began my musical journey with uh, playing the keyboard. You know, my mom used to play the keyboard, and I would look at her and I would actually pick up the entire song and play it. So I think that's when my parents kind of figured that um, you know I did have a musical ear. They bought me my own keyboard, and uh, I would play at like you know state levels, and I would play in school and you know everywhere that I could back then. um and then i think like every other musician you kind of start singing while you're playing so uh this is also you know when i was like 5 or 6 years old but i always always sang along yeah i think that's how it began for me my school was very very uh, supportive and after school is when i actually began it you know uh, pursuing music a little more professionally uh very very interesting to hear that malika and i believe it it just runs in the family and the fact that you were a natural given the you know that you really picked it up out of nowhere uh to to add on to that to and to all our listeners malika is a trained vocalist and has studied music from the best and we've highlighted a small list uh you know in front of us if you could share your experiences malika of learning at the voice academy uh berkeley nyu and some life changing experiences that you had over there definitely um you know each and every program or course that i attended literally changed my life uh voice academy was one of those uh, programs that i attended a little earlier on you know that's the first time that i actually even began recording at an actual recording studio i really enjoyed what i was doing they were really uh, exciting in teaching me because you know we were also doing a little bit of hindi songs and stuff like that and um i i did uh, study with them for a little while so we'd actually pay attention specifically to a couple of songs that i wanted to perform and uh, i think the summer after i you know did a couple of sessions with them there and then i recorded my very first uh, english original single which is known as warsodo 
yeah and and you know i have a very special bond with them because i've actually recorded all three of my uh, original english singles which fall under my ep uh, you know at uh, new york i recorded them three separate years but i've done it with them and uh, what can i say about berkeley you know i mean is super super nostalgic i just realized how it's actually been 5 years uh, since i attended that program you know i actually got in with a path scholarship it was huge for me that was the first time that i was actually uh, you know doing a proper music program um and it was like this intensive program where we were 1100 students uh, from 70 or 75 countries so you know i was jamming with people from like barbados and malaysia and china and you learn so much not just from your tutors but also from your peers so yeah that's that's something that i am never going to forget and uh, nyu so nyu actually happened two years ago we were just 40 people from all across the globe who were selected for this program uh we had to submit our previous music and it was a songwriting program um and yeah i i learned so much about songwriting you know before that even though i had put out original music i thought there was just a certain way to write music uh, after going there i learned that there was a lot more to it and i actually ended up writing a lot of new songs um you know once i got back from there marika i'm particularly intrigued by you know when you mentioned that you had all these people from all these different countries in and around you and and what what do you think really you know was the change that came in you uh, having met these people having listened to what music is for them because music probably is different probably is not i don't know sitting behind this mic but how is your experience so you know the one thing that i felt and realized is that each one of us shared that crazy love for music you know we all literally breathe music there was music everywhere and i think that was the one common ground how everyone would bond uh, irrespective of being from different cultures and countries and you know i actually met people from countries i had never heard of you know at all oh um, really uh, yeah yeah i i had never heard of a lot of those countries i mean 75 countries so you know there were way too many people and we were literally just um i think two people from india um i learned a lot from them because um i realized how there was so much more to music than what i knew back then awesome i think malika speaking of learning and good experiences i think kerns really missed out on someone here you've also trained under famous celebrity trainer liz lewis she's trained the likes of rihanna demi lovato britney spears and also priyanka chopra if you could just talk to us about the experience of you know digging into her mind definitely uh you know i heard of her and uh, it was honestly a dream come true to even train with somebody like her uh we actually sent across a couple of my clips to her while i was in india and uh, she actually agreed uh to you know schedule a session or two and uh, you know before that we actually did like a session from her again on skype it was it was really uh very you know you can say stressful for me because a i was going to be performing in front of someone like her and b uh, this actually had to happen at 2 am i legitimately stayed up and you know singing at 2 am not the most easy thing i must say <laughs> um, so so yeah you know uh, that happened and then she did uh, you know like and appreciate my voice and asked me to you know go there and actually take a couple of course, uh, classes with her um and uh, i did end up going um so how she usually would work is you know she would pre- uh, she would ask us to pick a song and then she would train us on that song and i did that for one session and then i went back to her the second day and uh, you know she literally turns around and tells me have you heard the song umbrella by rihana 
and I love Rihanna and I love Umbrella. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I have and I really like the song. And she's like, you know what? I trained her for that song. I was the coach when she was actually recording the song. Oh, and wow. I really think that you're going to sound really good at this. So let's try it out. No jokes. <laughs> I didn't know how to react. Um, it, it was too much. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, and I gave it a go. And she really liked it. And then I actually ended up recording the song and sending it back to her. And, um, you know, she dropped in an email saying that she really liked how it turned out. And, you know, she was really proud. So, yeah, you know, and, and the little things that she taught me is something that I don't think I would have learned at any academy anywhere. This is why she is who she is. I'm sure. I'm sure. It sounds so exciting. I mean, sitting here behind the mic, it sounds so exciting. I mean, you earlier mentioned, you know, breathing music. I think Gurn and I, we both love our music too, Gurn. What say? Yeah, yeah. When, when you mentioned that, you know, uh, Rihanna was trained by a coach who then trained you. I was like, wow. Because to be really honest, I love Rihanna that, as well. That's a life-defining opportunity in a way, man. Absolutely. absolutely. Also, also, Malika, we, we spoke about you singing for the last 10 years. But to add to that, you've mm -hmm. also been performing live for over five years. So I'm really, really excited to know that how did performing live actually start for you? I think I have, uh, you know, been singing and performing since I was around five or six years old. Um, you know, I've always been on stage. And so the stage is legitimately the second home for me because I'm more comfortable on stage than I could be any other place. I think that uh, performing pretty much started, like I, you know, previously mentioned that my school was a huge boost. Uh, we had lots and lots of programs happening. I think my very first performance that I do remember is, uh, I think I was probably around like 10. And this is like my very first proper keyboard performance. It actually happened for one of my uh, annual concerts where I played this song uh, called Ye Miradil. One of the very first times I think that it started off professionally was my uh, solo concert that's known as rhythm and it happened in 2016 uh you know i i sang in four languages and i think i sang about 51 songs rhythm was you know very exciting uh it, it, it's there's a short story behind it actually you know this is when i was in junior college and um you you keep going to you know concerts right uh, and i had gone for some of the biggest ones i actually had attended like a concert of arijit singh and arthur fasnam and like avicii and hardwell and then um, you know my dad walks into the room and tells me that you know what malika i think we should have a concert i look at him and i'm like you have no clue what you're saying and we actually end up doing it like three months later so it was a huge dream come true and i think that's how it began that's 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 really incredible, Malika. I'm still trying to digest all that has happened in the past, you know, kind of whatever minutes we've spoken now, but really amazing. I'd so, also want to add to all our listeners that Malika is having such a diverse profile when it comes to live performances because, you know, she's performed in festivals, concerts, charity events, and I have two special events listed with me oh, here. Oh, I'm excited for these, yeah. Yeah, so Malika had the opportunity to open for Kailash Kher in 2016 and also for Shankar Esan Law in 2019. Malika, if you could just, you know, speak to us about that rush you would have had when you were on stage. Again, there are stories to both. Um, so like I mentioned, I had my very first concert known as Rhythm also in 2016. I had a lot of people, you know, who had come in from the industry and, you know, PR uh, firms and media. 
we didn't quite know that one of those companies was actually looking after the concert uh, that was going to happen a month after and uh, you know it was known as kelasa which was kelasa's concert that happened and then they got in touch with us like a week after my concert and they said that you know they were kind of interested i think they called my dad and my dad literally asked okay so you know where should we come for like an audition or you know how how is the process going to take place and they literally said that you know what we were there for your concert we've heard her live for 2 hours i don't think she needs an audition we are actually asking you if you know she can open for him uh, my dad just tells me this that yeah you know you have to open for him and i was just like spellbound um sometimes these things don't hit you until you actually reach the venue uh, i get there and i get on stage and there were more than 6000 people in that audience i had never seen so many people in my life together <laughs> um so yeah i i went there i sang the songs that i was supposed to sing while i was getting off stage kalash kid was actually getting on stage i was like still you know shocked and i'm like hi sir and and he turns around and says you were on stage right i really like what you sang stay back i really like to talk to you i i, I mean that was big that was huge to you know hear something like that from someone like him opening for him uh so yeah I think that was massive, and then, like you mentioned, I got the opportunity to open for uh, Shankar Hassan and Roy. And uh, you know, even when I got that opportunity, I was really, really, you know, overwhelmed, happy, excited. Uh, I got to meet them after as well, and I actually got to have an actual conversation with them after the entire, um, you know, concert was done with. And it was really cool because you know uh, they kind of did recognize me. So Hassan sir actually recognized me. I had. bumped into him a couple places uh, before that and um, he introduced me to you know his uh, friends and lawyers and he actually said that uh, you know that's malika and i think she's known as the adal of mumbai you know those are the experiences you live for honestly true malika i think i died as well if probably someone <laughs> you know would have said that to me uh, but but wow that's that, those are two really nice stories malika thank you so much for sharing them with us uh, and moving a little bit ahead in the podcast and your music career as well we now come to your debut ep album called evolve in 2019 and and one what i would like to know is why evolve does it have some hidden meanings that probably you know is not public information yet and this could be the place where you could share them and also what the process was and and how do you feel now looking back at it since you already two two years ahead you know you guys asked the right questions that's something that i have to say um the entire name of the ep is actually evolve the story of her and uh, the songs on it are actually war solo flame is gone finally free and then we had a reprise version of war solo i released war solo in 2016 like i mentioned but back then i didn't really know how uh, you know a release worked and then soon after the year after that i actually ended up releasing uh, flame is gone so uh, that's when you know i was talking to a couple of people from the industry and they suggested how i could re-release war solo and flame is gone and it would actually be like a first time release but i should probably put all my singles out there and uh, i have this habit of actually listening to all my pre-release uh, like you know release music while i'm releasing a new song so i was actually releasing uh, finally free and uh, it was supposed to go out as a single um and i actually sat back and heard war solo famous gone and finally free in that order together and that's when i realized how they were actually connected you know they connect to formulate a story 
and uh, if you do listen to it in that order you will see how it is the story of this girl who's you know falling in love it's like a one sided thing then getting out of it and then finally being free and you know being enough and knowing that she needs nobody to be herself and you know to do well and so yeah i i kind of uh, it, it was like an evolution uh, evolving from you know being feeling a certain way and then actually knowing that you're enough and that's how you know the name evolved the story of her came that's that's yeah, a yeah. cool story it really you know kind of reminds me of the entire evolution process that like a butterfly goes through uh in terms of you know the entire process that is and how beautiful that is so but thank you thank you so much for sharing that malika um no, of course and you know to add on to the butterfly concept okay so uh for finally free we had a separate artwork going out and i actually have wings on me uh because really? i saw it that way as well yes yes wow wow, wow. lovely and then, and then the, the second part of the question marika how do you feel looking back at it you know like like what are your thoughts now uh you know i am extremely proud because um you know most people think that when you keep releasing music when you hear like the first few tracks you put out you probably wouldn't be as happy so me i am very finicky when it comes to my music so i will sit and uh, make sure that i like it 200% before i actually put it out there right uh, i worked very hard on those songs lyrically with melody with emotions in every way you know with the release it actually shocks me sometimes that i actually put put that kind of music out at that age you know i'm genuinely very proud wow malika wow i'm i'm so happy with that response and i'm i feel so proud as well you know that you mentioned that and we're getting a chance to speak with someone who has that story about the album and the name i'm i'm so happy with that thank you so much moving ahead is that two singles followed the ep uh, one of them being way too long and the other one being kaha hai tu and way too long actually was even featured in the rolling stones magazine wow i think that it's it's just gets bigger and bigger you know your umbrella of all the things that you really achieved just keeps on becoming bigger and when you think of it does it bring a smile to your face how how does that kind of feel now when i when, when you put out a song uh you're actually not thinking about like features or responses you're actually putting out something from your heart and uh for me a original song a rather for me any song uh actually is a good song when it's meaningful and when someone can connect with it and feel with it right um mm-hmm. and so for me when i wrote wait along i just wanted that emotion to come out uh i wrote it really quick and i didn't expect to actually be able to tell that story through that song so it it actually shocked me as well Rolling Stone is every musician's dream. It literally is. It's the biggest name out there. It's the best music magazine. Absolutely. And uh, when I got featured on Rolling Stone, I was I was shocked. I was spellbound. I didn't know how to react. Uh, I actually ended up uh, also getting a premiere uh, with Rolling Stone for my single that you mentioned, "Kahan Hai Tu," which was even bigger. And uh, you wow. know, it was a media premiere. It was it was crazy. Like it, it's literally the biggest dream that you have. I, I, I'm sure that would be. such a proud feeling for you know any artist like you mentioned rolling stones it's it's like and um, the premiere especially ash the <laughs> premiere wow i was blown by that man that that must have been a crazy experience and i'm sure if we have enough time malika is going to just keep on speaking to us about the entire experience <laughs> so malika we've spoken about 2020 kaha hai tu way too long but we're sitting here in 2021 having this chat and we have to discuss your latest release Kehbi De Malika's latest single being featured across probably every streaming platform right now for all our listeners 
Malika has been the songwriter, the composer, and the singer. So, if you could just talk us through the creative process, Malika. You know, little backstory. I actually have had this habit of beginning work on a new song when you know the previous song that I've been working on is just about to release or has just released. That's literally how Wait Along happened and Kaha Hai Tu happened. Um, I was actually, I was actually working on Kaha Hai Tu. Um, we were about to release the song when I kind of went by my keyboard and uh, wrote the song Kebi There. Um, again, Kaha Tu was my very first single in Hindi. And, uh, you know, back then I was a little skeptical about writing in Hindi. I always wanted to because I speak the language and sing in it since, you know, since forever. But I had never written in Hindi. Um, and Kaha Tu just happened in 20 minutes. So, you know, it was a surprise to even me how it just happened, how it just clicked. I remember talking to my parents and asking them that, you know, Kaha Tu worked out, but I really want to put out a lot more Hindi music. And I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know what process to follow. And I remember my dad telling me that, you know, just how Kaha Hai Tu happened, the next one will. Literally two days after, I am trying to like play some random chords on the keyboard. And, uh, you know, I started composing Kebi Day. Um, it, it was a very different vibe that I had going on. And that's what the vibe of the song is as well. It's super dramatic, super passionate. Uh, you know, it doesn't give you like an acoustic vibe that I think a couple of my other songs would. This one is, you know, full of music, lots of drums, lots of strings. And uh, we were actually very confused with uh, the title of the song. Um, again, crazy story. But I have two Hindi singles before this one. And they are known as Kaha Hai Tu and Kafi. And they were both from K. I have like two songs that start from W and two songs <laughs> that start from F. And that just happened. Um, and I was like, you know, the next song has to be a different alphabet. Yeah, I mean, I can't be, you know, putting out the same uh, alphabet out. So I, since the song starts with the words, Dil Mira Toot Jaiga, uh, and it was sounding as dramatic, that was like one option that we had. But then, you know, obviously, Kebi, they made a lot more sense. And we went forward with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think that is what Kebi Day is. Congratulations, Malika. I mean, the song is beautiful. I mean, to all our listeners, you can stream the song exclusively on Spotify. And I love the name Kun. What about you? Yeah, I, I, now that I know the story behind it, it's it's even more you know strikes a chord with me. Let's let's move to the next story, probably one that I'm sure you love answering. Um, so Malika, you earned the title of the Adele of Mumbai. Uh, which was kind of given to you by the Nora Goma magazine in Netherlands. Um, and, and how did that kind of entire come about and what does it mean to you now? I used to sing a lot of Adele back in, you know, I, I, I still do sing a lot of Adele, but when I, you know, was actually professionally starting off, uh, I would sing a lot of Adele covers. And Rolling in the Deep being one of my favorites, Someone Like You, like all of those songs, I would keep singing them and put out a lot of covers. And uh, I think there were like, uh, you know, Norakama and uh, VLab magazine from the States, they kind of picked that up. Um, and there was this article that was going out for one of my original singles. So I had just released more solo and they were featuring me for the same. And that's when they just printed that, you know, the, this is the next Adele from Mumbai. You know, Adele has been an idol. I definitely idolize her. And uh, to read something like that, you know, to be compared or, you know, even called as the Adele of Mumbai is, is massive till date. Like, you know, um, I don't think that is ever going to change for me. And it's a huge, huge title to live up to. Uh, wow. Wow, Malika. I mean, 
for then you know like you mentioned i think the added responsibility rather than really earning it like how we you know kind of place the question ahead is now that you have to live up to it and i really love that you mentioned that because you know that's the, because you have a lot ahead and ash is going to build on that yeah i mean when kern mentions ahead i have to pop this question malika what lies ahead for you we know you're a songwriter we know you love composing your music and you love to sing but what's the ultimate professional dream malika what lies ahead for me um see the one thing that i know for sure is that i want to be able to do music for the rest of my life i i am doing what i'm doing for the love that i have for it and i think that is why i would want to you know do that in the future i believe in telling stories through my music my original music and i believe that you know i want to tell stories that would help heal people and you know when people could connect with so i definitely want to put out a lot more music than i have so far i want to try different genres different languages um and uh, yeah i i think one dream that i've had since i can remember is to probably go like on a world tour uh you know perform with some of my favorite artists perform in every country i know the name of and yeah i think that's what i want to do awesome i mean i i so agree with what you spoke because uh, you know music is barrier breaking you know we are, it's it's a connect which only people who can relate to the sound and lyrics can really feel you know it's a bond which only those particular people who relate can feel uh, and and by the way ashu you know what i just didn't realize we we've almost we've not almost we have actually ended the podcast in terms of you know the content that we have this is the segment where we move and and thank you so much malika i think this is one of the very few episodes where we've kind of not really realized that it's gone by in a jiffy and that's how much you know we were really really kind of into it isn't that like what a special story or special journey does you just get lost into yeah, listening absolutely to absolutely uh but building on to that malika here is the undercurrents attempt of trying to put you under pressure what's going to happen next is we have close to 8 to 9 questions lined up for you a few of them with options a few of them without um and it's it's more like a rapid fire so are you game wow okay I was not expecting that at all but yes i totally am great so let's try to get malika under pressure and starting off what is one of these three things that malika cannot do without is it netflix spotify or kindle Netflix. So so you you like you like your movies, huh? I love my movies and my shows. Any any particular last show that you're seeing, Malika? I really need some good suggestions. Um uh, Yes, I have been watching The Bold Type. I'm not very sure if that's something you'd be interested in. Uh but I I keep binge watching Friends. Ah, love that. That's a classic. That's a classic, yeah. Next, Malika, favorite food, Chinese, Italian, South Indian. Italian, hands down, pizza. Oh, what's your favorite pizza? Oh, I love a margarita and probably some mushrooms on it. So, is it just a margarita or a double cheese margarita? Now you're confusing me. I think <laughs> I'll go with a double cheese if you give me that option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just we, we that, give it, we yeah, give it. I think you passed it. You've had a special story. You get it. Uh, we have three artists who we both really admire. Music we really followed. Would you collaborate with A. R. Rahman? Lucky Ali or Farhan Akhtar? Arm. He is divine. What What do you love the most about that man? The versatility and bringing the music that nobody else can bring. <laughs> We will probably make a snippet out of it and send it to Sir himself. Yeah. 
<laughs> but but next, Malika, what's your favorite genre? Is it rock, pop, or is it the more electronic types? No, it would be uh, pop for sure. And I think I've put out a lot of pop as well in terms of like original stuff. So I think I'd go with pop. Malika, if you had the opportunity, and I'm listing these cities because you've kind of studied there or you've interacted with people from these cities, but if you had an opportunity to settle down professionally, would you settle down in New York, Boston, or Los Angeles? Oh, um, um, New York. <laughs> what, what, what about New York? Uh, I think it's a fast life, considering that I've stayed in Mumbai all my life. I think that would be the closest. <laughs> yeah, and that just reminds me of that song New York you know, it says about concrete jungles and it speaks about dreams are made there so yeah that, that, that does yeah. add sense yeah uh, great if Malika was probably not doing music and she had to choose an alternate industry which one would it be would it be the food and beverage or would it be the fashion industry ooh I like that or would it be a more corporate job I don't know but I, I think I'd like to like mix it up I think I'd probably do something with like corporate and like food and beverage so market food how about that i think i think this is why i call this candid revealing chats you know because <laughs> things keep coming up yeah man and, and market food wow that's like a fusion over here i can see your marketing skills already <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you yeah. oh the next one's really nice malika what's your party poison is it vodka is it gin or are you into some real more classic martinis Ooh, okay. Um, vodka for sure. Uh, but I would probably drink anything after like two drinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. All right. The next one's also really nice, Malika. If you had a chance, and this one's an open question. If you had a chance to play back vocals for a Bollywood actress, who would that actress be? We're keeping this open-ended. I think Karina, And that is because I've always been a fan. Always, always been a fan. And this is the last question of the UCQ Malika. Firstly, are you superstitious? Not really. There are certain things. I think sometimes just probably because of the culture that we kind of, you know, have been brought up in. But no, I'm not particularly superstitious. Any any kind of superstition or practice you have just before you record a song in the studio? Uh, not a superstition, but a practice for sure. I tend to listen to absolutely like the opposite genre or like a different language. Uh, my parents are always concerned because, you know, when we're on our way to the recording studio and say I'm recording a Hindi song, I'm probably listening to Adele. I, I, I like the answers, Kern. What do you What do you feel, mate? Yeah, I love them. I particularly love the market food and, and I think I'm ready for some <laughs> food. And I believe Malika's as well. Uh, since we've almost, we've not almost, we have come to the end of the episode. Everything we've spoken about, the whole chat, you know, there have been so many revealing things. I think you have a very special story behind all your achievements and journey so far. What's it on? Yes, yes, absolutely, Malika. I was kind of stupefied myself to hear all these lovely stories more than anything else. You know, we knew about the incidents, but we didn't know what really went behind that. So that was really, really interesting to hear. And, and I would like to thank you so very much for really taking this time out with us and sharing and being so candid. I think this was one of the best episodes that we've done of late, Ashir. Absolutely. I'm, like, like we've spoken, this is the first episode of season two and I'm so pumped. I mean, I was, I was stoked for the episode, but this recording just gets me pumped. Thank you so much, you guys. Um, you know, it's probably been like a 
the best episode I have ever recorded on any uh-huh. podcast. That's very kind Super of fun. You. 